want. All right. There will be bourbon. It's here. I have a little, uh, well, first off, I, I meant to say this. I'm off whatever I was supposed to do because, you know, my esteemed guest that will be popping on is extremely late. All right. He was in the Air Force, so I'm going to try not to hold that against him too long. But I don't expect him to be on time in the right uniform, right place. None of that stuff. It's not something they do, right? He's Look at him. He's drinking moonshine, it looks like. Or is that tequila? Tequila. You, I knew it. That's awful. Don Reposado. Look at that. Uh, so what I did want to say last month, March, was the best month for There Will Be Bourbon from the digital download side. So anytime you stream, download from Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, anywhere you get actual podcasts. Biggest month with the caveat that did not include an appearance from Clay Martin. <laughs> which be fair, one? yeah uh, well he was he's he was a part of the biggest month okay that was, was like, was, you've had two big names on there like uh terry and uh yeah no I, so i mean in terms of individual but to the month part it was january 21 i think was the last time clay came on it was after he did his his second book i think yeah so with the month, and i don't know if it was because i just released as many in that month, but whatever. Either way, the point is, is that this continues to grow for some reason. I don't know why, but you know, I appreciate anyone who actually takes the time to listen to anything I say. So that's that's a plus. Um, and then, yeah, so the biggest single most downloads and views, because I don't really care about the YouTube thing. This is mainly just so I can have an audio and a visual or a video an audio and a video version of this so I can upload. Once upon a time, the good, uh, the old Nick guy showed me how to do this, right? Um, it was when Floof was on. Rob Roberts, remember like, like late yeah. last year, he got into that little dust up. I can't even remember the dude's name, that NBC thing. But he had just been on like two weeks prior. So everyone was like, who the fuck is this guy? And they Googled and found him. And so... You know, the YouTube stuff, usually people like him will probably get maybe 200, 300 views, right? And most people download the thing on, like I said, on the, the audio side. I'm sitting at the airport and he's texting me. He's like, hey, watch this. And I'm like, He starts showing me all this stuff that's going on with him on some random duties in an argument with on Twitter, who happened to be an actual big name, I guess. I don't know. Next Is thing I know, when I landed, I had like, they had like 3,000 downloads. I'm like, what the fuck are people doing? They really wanted to see what this guy was. So, yeah, that was the biggest one all time. So, oh, outstanding. Well, I got you two new followers tonight. Oh, thank you to you guys. Hell yeah. Dude. Dude, huge, huge help. Let's go. There we go. All right. So that's, again, so thank you for those who do, like I said, take any time to, to stream, download, whatever it is you do to, to watch their movie bourbon or listen. Uh, and as always, tonight's discussion with the good Curtis will be fueled by America's native spirit at tonight's. A little Green River, the pride of Owensboro, Kentucky. Actually, a really cool story. I got two versions of this story, right? So uh, on the bottle, the bottle's always got cool little, you know, summaries of it. So it was founded in 1885 by John McCullough as Kentucky's 10th oldest distillery at the time. Green River was celebrated for quality and became known as the Whiskey Without Regrets before being lost to history because of prohibition and a fire. But anyway, a, a little deeper into that. So... So to this day, Green River lore is some of the most fascinating in the whiskey world, known as the most expensive spirit ever sold. 20 barrels were once traded for interest in a Colorado gold mine. 
Songs were penned about the whiskey without a headache, and early reviews in the 1800s described it as a king amongst whiskeys. And then, like I said, it was lost during Prohibition. There was a fire. It took forever to come back. But, you know, they brought the distillery back. You can go visit. It's still on the same property in Owensboro. Um, and the reason I have this, because I've never seen this out here. So my parents actually were at the the annual Kentucky Bourbon Festival last year, and they picked this up. They thought it was good. They thought I'd like it. Tried it a couple of weeks ago, and it's it's uh, it's pretty fucking good. So there you go. And what what are you doing with what do you got tequila on? You know, we got some some Don Julio. We were looking for 1912, but I fucked up and and didn't plan correctly, so I didn't have time to go get that, a that, that's twice bottle. right. That's twice tonight. Late. It was all in the same trip. I had to go to Walgreens instead of my normal store because uh, my wife volunteered me to buy some shit for school. Well, that's what wives do, I guess, right? Volunteer. Oh, they're great at it, man. <laughs> all right. And also with me tonight will be Frank as he's racked out currently at the moment. So, um, you know, we were talking before we came on here. I wanted to actually get your take on this because um, – one of the things I find, like your account is, it, it's it's pretty fucking funny. It's great to follow. And where can they find you, real quick, as we get going on Twitter? Well, for at least the next month until I get banned again, I'm <laughs> not WTF OMG barbecue BBQ or not WTF OMG BBQ. Yeah, is my handle. That is his handle. Where does that come from, dude? I don't even remember. Yeah, it was I mean, that's what you had back when we were doing the goon zooms, you know, three years ago. I can't believe it's been fucking three years, man. That... Dude, that's insane. Yeah, that's nuts. It's been that long, but I, I think I was drunk when I started my tri- Twitter account, and it was just the first thing that popped in my head. And are so you that's barbecue what guy like Claude? Do what? Are you a big barbecue guy like Claude? I don't see the pictures like Claude. Not as but... much as I used to be, man. I when I was single, I had three smokers in my backyard. I've got kids now, and in doing old school smoking takes a whole day. Yeah, and that's that's pretty hard with small kids. So I really I cheat and use a Traeger, man. I'm not proud of it. We've already talked about one of the individuals Traeger stories. There's now <laughs> a new addition. There's been a new addition to the Traeger crew. Drew Mullins has has popped on. I don't know if you've noticed that lately. I I, I saw his amazing looking salmon last night. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting to run into him. We're supposed to get together for uh, for a game out here soon. Uh, oh shit, you're up in his AO now. Yeah, he's up here. He already hooked me up with some Nationals tickets, so he, he's a good dude. Uh, yeah, looking forward to hanging out with him once we finally link up. Maybe this Friday, we'll see. We'll see. What dude, next like. next football season, you got to text me. I, I I got a friend who's a coach of the whatever the hell the Redskins are now. Oh yeah, the Commanders. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. They're about to get sold, from what I hear. Which, like, are they really? Six billion is like the offer. Six or seven. Oh, Isn't that crazy? Because I feel like that like Schneider is his name. I think he. I think he bought them for only a few hundred million, if if even that it, at the time. Yeah, like, that's a oh, hell of, that's a hell of a return on investment, you know. Oh, dude, them put Jerry Jones and all them guys who bought them football yeah. teams. God damn, I, their accountants have got to be. Think, looking for, I think the best story I remember was the Mara family of the Giants. I think when they purchased them, or when whatever the fee it may have been to start them, because I don't, I don't know if they were the original owners or not. But I think at, at the time they paid ten thousand dollars. No kidding. You know, over a hundred years ago, right? It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, but still, yeah, you think about now. I mean, just the 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 real estate alone with the stadium is several billion, and then you take the value of the team. Like that's insane. <sighs> <laughs> it's nuts, man. 
it's 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 like cryptocurrency when you look at it. That guy who lost billions in a damn dump, and you try to, it, I can't process it, man. I just can't. I don't. I, don't, I still don't think that's real. It can't be real money. I just don't see the value in it. Until it's in this way, I don't get it. Like I don't have it up here to understand what that stuff's supposed to be. I've had people try to explain it. That, and I've got some, I dabble in it and I, I had fun in the heyday and I made good money off of it, but it's just, it was like gambling to me. It wasn't an actual investment. It's fucking, if I lose it back yeah. later, it's all true. right, I made some money. Sweet. That's let's go buy something neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So yeah. Let, let, so Twitter, that's where we were starting. Um, so I've been messing around with it. It was kind of funny. Like, do you follow that account? The culture, the cultural tutor. I retweet. I do him. not. I, I okay. will though. Yeah, definitely check it out because he, he does a lot of cool stuff on history. And like this morning, the one he posted was about the evolution of Twitter, is what it started with, but then just the evolution of website design from the early 90s to the 2000s to now, and how it kind of mimics art. And that, you know, we were in this very neoclassical, very simplistic style to now everything's gotten really clean and 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 minimalist like art essentially right because if you look at early websites a lot of them were just there's a shit everywhere it's super cluttered and now he puts a good oh, example God. of like the tesla website you look at tesla and now you look at it it's just like a car and there's like two things and same with microsoft it was like this weird looking thing and now it's, so it is kind of cool like to see that because i don't think most people realize especially like you've got young kids, my kids probably, you know, they don't realize the evolution of what they see and they just grew up with it. Right. Oh, yeah, you remember those angel fire websites in the nineties. Oh and- yeah. The ones where you had the fireworks go off on your yeah, page. It was awful. Cats and shit on it. It was awful. It was, it was so awful. And it's kind oh. of crazy to see what it started and what it is now. Like the, what you I, can do on it. I'm glad I don't remember whatever in the hell I posted way back in or how to find it because I'd be embarrassed as shit. Oh, shit. dude, I, I remember I have an instant messenger in high school and my screen name was short for Polish pimp. Like, <laughs> it was pole pimp 18 because, you know, 18 was my number. I was like, oh, Polish pimp. It's like, really, dude? Like when you look back on that, what was that? I was 17. So yeah, shit. 90s. Oh, God. Just, man, just, the, just the dumbest stuff you do when you're you're a kid. But yeah, you're right. It's like that stuff's out there. I'm sure someone can find it. I don't know. Oh yeah, way back machine or something. It's there. Yeah, yeah. That was what the way back. I think that had to do with Rob, like with his, with Floof's thing. Yes. That dude yeah, found a bunch of info on that. Yeah, that's fucking nuts, man. So my point was though, he did show like some screenshots of you know, Twitter was 2006, I think, is when it started. Oh nine is when I started really messing with it for the first time and kind of how it started to get into where it is now. But they show, I think it was 2012. And I think still, if you weren't on then, then you wouldn't remember it. But I still think like 2012 to 2016 was like peak Twitter. Oh, it was Wild West. I had, and I don't even remember the screen name I had back then. Because uh, it was before I found this circle and some other circles on yeah. Twitter. And I was just an idiot. But it was, I mean, you could literally post anything except for I'm going to murder you and you were fine. Yeah, it did take some. It took a while to get some traction. I remember being like, I think I was still doing my undergrad at the time when I went back to school, and I, I just remember being in the library at UCF, like, man, it's been like six months, and I have like two followers. I'll tweet yeah. fire here, man. Like, no one knows much. And you know, I really actually started researching how to 
get followers and how to figure out like the whole hashtag thing was coming into play at the time, which to me at the in the moment, I was just like, that makes no sense. They really like if I put a yeah, in front picks. of something, it's a fucking hashtag and all of a sudden that it, it, whatever, you know, that shit. I don't I, I'm not a, a software engineer. I don't understand any of that stuff, but it did work. Like it worked. It slowly started working. And I remember like them doing early ESPN interviews with Shaq, who was like 40,000 followers, Shaquille O'Neal. It's like, damn, that's a lot of people. Now you're like, dude, fucking anonymous cat Twitter accounts had 40,000 followers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Buster 69 is a 50 grand or whatever. Yeah. And he's verified with a blue check. So that's pretty legit. Right? So that's- I love the blue check. <laughs> yeah. I just love how people have lost their minds over it, man. Oh, it's freaking hilarious. And then you're like, dude, you're worth millions of dollars. You ain't got eight fucking bucks, dude. Come on. You, that meme, you see that meme where it's like, ah, you ain't got eight dollars. And it's the other one is like, this dude paid eight dollars. It's just hilarious. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the shit with celebrities that mind boggles me is like, if I made my living off that, they get so much free advertising yeah. that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, and it's the fans who pay. I mean, in the end, those are the people who are paying your freaking paychecks. And yeah. you can't pay $8 to assure them they're really following the right guy? Come on now, yeah. dude. Yeah, it is just weird how that side of the entertainment industry, like, it's the entitlement, right? It's like they assume, like, people, it, it's the same thing with sports, you know? You know, oh, yeah. people are willing to pay, right? I'll never argue about what someone gets paid. I'd like, more power to you, man. If you can get someone that invested in what you do, from a performance standpoint and get paid millions and millions of dollars to do it, then great. Good for you. But oh yeah. You won't catch me. Because, yeah. But don't think for a second that because of your ability to do that or to, you know, recite some lines on a screen is somehow inherent value. That value comes from others. That's yeah, exactly. You're, you're not I entitled mean, to be a fucking millionaire because you read some lines on a screen. It's because people actually, whatever reason, take the time to pay to go watch you do that. Oh. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's the mind blowing. And it's a dumbass hill to die on for me. Yeah. It's just really eight bucks, bro. You're, yeah. you're flying 10 grand across. I mean, a private jet's 10 grand from here to Vegas. And I know that because I bought it before. I, I didn't want to, but it was death family <laughs> kind of shit. 10 grand last minute for a private jet. You're waking a hundred million dollars and you can't freaking spend eight bucks. Come on, dude. It's, it's the stuff like that, that I think is pretty fun. And like, you know, what, what was it? Stephen King this week. And that, that uh, I'm not even gonna mention the other guy's name. Cause he's, I don't think he has any value. He's just living off of dead people, which is really weird to me, but uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Stephen King is, I didn't do that. Everybody's like, he needs to donate money to you. Donate my $8 to Ukraine. And, and did you see Elon Musk with the troll? He was like, I've already donated a hundred million dollars to you. Yeah, and Steve dude, King's like, "Oh, that's great. Yeah, you know, Slava Ukraine." It's like, dude, you're. It's kind of like what you said. You're kind of chasing the wrong thing if you're you're upset about Elon Musk because whether you like him or not, personally, it's, I don't even think it's a personal thing. It's just because he's not on the left side. You know. Well, the dude's a centrist. I mean, he's not even on the right that's side. True. Yeah, it's true. He's like he's, he's probably normal, and that's what people aren't used yeah. to seeing. He's normal. When it comes to and that. That, that's one of the beautiful things about him. He's like one of us was a billionaire, except we're a lot dumber. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I am for sure. I am. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not Elon Musk. I, fuck, I ain't worth a. I ain't worth any beats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you bucks the 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 dude 
it's hilarious. He uses his money in the funniest way, and I love it. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'll never leave Twitter as long as he owns it. I don't really, but that's the thing, though. It's like I, I, I think it's fun. Like I've, I, it doesn't bother me that he owns it, right? I think, and because you know, we go back a year ago, I didn't think, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was just more of a publicity stunt than anything. So I was surprised oh, he came through with it. I really think it was. Yeah. And I think he he screwed up and, and entered some contracts that he thought he could get out of, and he got hosed. Maybe, but I mean, I mean, if you look at it, it's I, I've done a lot of business shit. I mean, I'm I'm not rich, I'm not famous, I'm, I'm not nobody cool. And you know, I do want to preface at the beginning of this interview that I am a jack of all trades and a master of none. So don't take anything as as gospel that I said. Yes, exactly. I, I've done a ton of shit. But I'm not an expert at any of it. I'm good at a lot of it, but I'm not the yeah the foremost expert either. But I mean, yeah, I've been in a lot of business deals, and that's what I think really happened is the guy was was trying to troll, and if he could get it at a good price, he thought he could negotiate it down, and he got fucked on a contract. But it's still nothing to him, really. No, it's really not. That's what's even funnier about it is the guy's out dropping billions to troll people. Yeah, which I do remember, like thinking. Is Twitter is forty four billion? Like that's like half the NFL. <laughs> like, I mean, it really it's such a much. I I'm, I don't see how Twitter is worth anything. Beyond, I just I don't get it. Which I respect him trying to make it profitable, but for the longest, like when he was releasing all that information about how they lose money every month, I'm like, well, yeah, I don't even see how you make it. How do it you wasn't a profitable money? company. Yeah, it wasn't I, I at can't all. Imagine they're a- getting hardly anything from ads, even. You know, I, I well, get... and they weren't. And if you notice the ads you get now versus the ads you got six months ago, they're completely different. Like, I get more right leaning ads. I get actually some right leaning politicians, but I get more like outdoor stuff and more more stuff that you would associate with my actual lifestyle versus before. It was just a random crapshoot. I mean, you're trying to sell me a kids game. You're trying to sell me this, and yeah. I mean, shit, all sorts of random shit. And it's a lot more targeted now. So it's. Which is, he, I'm glad you bring that up because I, I think it's interesting that you're experiencing that because I'm not, I don't, I don't get like, what, what do I, what do I tweet? I tweet fucking bourbon. I make fun of people and, you know, I complain about the giants and the bears, but I've never really got anything centered around those. Like, I don't get ads for sports. I don't get ads for whiskey or bourbon. I don't get any of that. I get like really video game stuff or random shows that i would never watch because i don't watch tv i watch i watch sports but i don't watch tv you know so it's just yes and i don't turn off the targeted ad thing i don't know maybe it's something in the settings i don't know but i i'm like you i don't watch tv we've canceled all our cable i buy uh i bought cable again because the astros were in the the series (laughs) that's fair and i want my kids to experience man I, i i hate paying for it and i hate you know a lot of the shit that got political in sports but you know what man that's so cool for my kids yeah and, and watching i remember watching those with my dad so it's it's kind of yeah, you're, you're kind of damned either way but it's worth it's worth yeah because right? yeah, they're not gonna understand like, why dad wants to die on that hill right <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it's you know i'm i've got like i said i've got family who's nfl coaches and i i generally don't watch it but i will if something cool happens or you know we'll we'll put on a game so the boys know that their uncle's playing and shit like that yeah. Or their uncle's coaching, pardon me. And yeah. of course, and I think I've tweeted your, I can't remember if I told you, but so 
I don't know if he's one of your one of your favorite players for the Bears, but I'm sitting about 18 miles south of uh, where Brian Erlacher was raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. I knew that. That's well, so weird to me that that dude is from New Mexico, all places. Like, and to turn like one of the greatest linebackers in NFL history, just like an incredible athlete from the middle of nowhere. Oh, and I live in BFE. I live flat out in BFE. I mean, I got to drive two hours to Costco. Oh, or, awesome. or Target, closer. Target, Costco, Walmart. We've yeah. got a Walmart in town, but like Sam's, two hours, two hours, two hours. Doctors, my dad's doctors, all two hours away. Uh, if I go to the VA, four hours. Oh shit! What would what, what make you out there? That's where I was born and raised. Oh really? Okay. My wife's actually from Orange County, California. She's not a spoiled rich kid, but but they didn't grow up needing either. Yeah. And she actually wanted to move here, which was very surprising. I was about to, yeah, I was about to ask how that's going because I mean, Orange County is great. I love the Angels. You know, it's actually pretty fairly conservative area. It's really nice, just super expensive, and definitely not like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> the cars there, holy yeah. shit! Yeah, it's a it's it's a nice area. It's just, but it's still in California. Dude, you're poor if you have a Mercedes there. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Um, I do like the area, though. I was just there. It's beautiful, man. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's just, I can't take a gun there. Yeah, I, exactly. Like I said, you're still in California. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they could fix that cluster, fuck, it'd be best place in the world to live. The weather's amazing. Oh, the weather, like, look, everything that has nothing to do with government about California is the best you'll find in this country, in my opinion, by far. Best Dude, one. if you could remove the government, it hands down be the best thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, for all Governor Pickney, who knows I troll fucking Newsom on Twitter as Governor Pickney, because they do just begs for attention from anybody. But especially like DeSantis, like his obsession with Ron DeSantis is pretty funny. So I just said, like, weird. It, it, well, he's 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 that that whole like thing from a few years ago, like the, the pick me bitch, like, oh, pick me. Pick yeah, me. that's go that's Governor Newsom. He just wants someone to pay attention to him. So that's why I call him Governor Pickney. But yeah, if they could just swap, like if DeSantis and the Florida politics could swap and just let him turn California into Florida like it used to be, actually. You know, you go back, it wasn't, it's not been that yeah, in the 80s. Mostly in our lifetimes, we've seen the shift. But yeah, California is amazing. It's just, like you said, everything that's government related is not. Cost of living Dude, sucks. He- taxes suck. The people suck. Well, not oh, the people, but just the no. amount of people. Let me put it that way. The amount of people suck. The cities suck because it's, of politics. And growing up here, like out in BFE, it is a whole world different experience. Like people there just, they go on about their business and they don't pay attention to anybody. To whereas here, everybody greets you and it, it's, you, you feel like you belong here to whereas California, even in the nice areas like Orange County, you're, you're, you're just another pawn. I will say that's a very Southern California thing. Cause I, I was Northern California, right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Northern California. Dude. Jefferson's. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. You get up in the Northern California, you get outside and North of Sacramento and you start rolling up through, you know, Placer, Placerville and getting into the North part of Placer County as you head up towards Tahoe or you stay left and go up towards past Auburn and Nevada city, all those areas. It's great. It's small town. It's, it's fucking nice. It's fun. It's all the people are amazing. But man, I'm telling you, it's it's that fucking state government just is. Well, and that's that's the same way New Mexico's gone. I mean, ninety percent of us live out here in BFE, but you've got 
those those metropolitan areas that are just putting in policies that that are made for cities and and they screw us over. Yeah, that's one of the the, the greatest uh, disagreements I've ever had, and I'll never relent on. Is I just you know people who were like ah oh, the electoral college. It's like yeah, you know not everybody wants to live like a fucking coastal city fucking person. Like no one, not everyone does. Well, no, and they, it, it, dictate based on how they lived, how everyone else in the country lives. That's just not fucking right. Well, and kind of the deal about it is I'm, I'm, like I said, born and bred out here in flyover land. And people will never understand what it costs them when they do that shit. Because, like, the EPA is a perfect example. Like, you got to have a diesel truck out here for damn near anything. But they put so many restrictions on these damn trucks. Trucks that used to be 20 grand are now 120 grand. And, of course, some of that's because of this dumb corona shit. But 60,000 of that is all the government regulation. You've got to have, you know, piss in your freaking urethra and your stuff you've got a all the smog shit and it's like dude you're literally putting more shit in the atmosphere by making all this shit because i'm gonna delete it i'm taking that shit off anyway so that's a, that's a good transition because I, I you know we were talking about elon we obviously you know he's he's very well known for the teslas and the electric vehicles i don't really i i don't disagree with his overall premise that we have to at some point find a better energy source right for we know, do we yeah however and you do live in the west technically right i don't know how shitty your weather gets you get bad weather down there or not once every four years okay so so not like the northwest or like you know the no west, god no right but i think but and, and this is what bothers me about california because of all people that should know better it's like look northern california is a real thing you get into tahoe and you get to the western side of nevada and you're in the eastern part of where california joins like that's some real fucking winter weather oh yeah yeah you got mandates for 2035 to have all electric vehicles and now he even came out and said even the trucks like your trucking industry has to be electric as well as like have you not been through the fucking west in the winter oh it's dude so if you pay attention to semis right in front of the door you'll see a silver sticker that's california clean idol and that's all fucking california and it's them with their their bullshit you can't take a semi that does not have that made after certain years it's been a few years since i've been out of the trucking industry but you we had to if we expected like in our downtimes what i'd do with my semis is I'd, i'd send them on runs if we had uh if we'll slow down or whatever and we had to make sure we had the california compliant one because we'd have to turn down runs to california without it and california leads the nation and shit like that and people don't understand the effects california literally has on the rest of the nation with their bullshit why do people keep voting for this because we're retarded it's got to be like i like i get I get a lot of it, right? I do, but at the same time, it's like this stuff doesn't all make sense. And especially when you see people, so many of them eager to flee it and go to other places, and then they just end up right on the, voting the same way anyway when they get there. All these people if, in California going to Idaho, Montana, Texas, wherever, they're all doing they, they're, they're turning those places the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. They Well, yeah, Texas especially. Luckily, Texas is lost. Texas. I'm sorry. It's gone. Dude, I disagree with you there. <laughs> That's fine. Because so I don't mind being wrong. I want to be wrong. I was wrong yeah, about Florida. No. I thought, you know, before I, DeSantis, literally before four years ago, before if, if they didn't find Gillum in a fucking hotel room with a bunch of gay horse, 
Florida be gone too. Like it would. That was a half a oh, point yeah. election. That was oh, a yeah, half yeah. point election, and four years later, it's twenty points, right? But there was yeah. that close in Florida. It was it was gone. So so the reason I I used to agree with you on Texas. I mean, I'm three miles as a stone fly right now from from the Texas border, and I agreed with you because it was kind of my experience. But what we did is is a few weeks ago we went on a family vacation, and we ended up meeting my in laws who are moving from Orange County, California, at a at a hotel out there north of San Antonio. And I met so many people all from California, Oregon, uh, the whole West Coast. Almost 90% of the people I met were probably from the West Coast in some area. And they are fleeing and they are not voting for that same bullshit. And it was pretty refreshing, honestly, to me because I, I was in the same thing. Y'all all assholes are going to come down here and doing this shit, too. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and half, about point it has to go ahead. About half of them were immigrants, actually, from like a couple were from Poland. Yeah. Uh, and other, of course, the Polish people are probably pretty yeah, staunchly right, because yeah. where they grew up. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty impressive. And that kind of helped change my mind. And then talking to some other people on that trip while we were in the San Antonio area who were also looking at homes in that area and wanting to move to that area. All of them were fed up with it. And it wasn't that. They felt persecuted, honestly. A lot of them said they felt persecuted. And, and you know, in some way or another, they're not saying, you know, they couldn't go out in the street, but like the government was punishing yeah, people. Yeah, no, I understand. Plus, plus populated areas. And, and they really were. They were, it, it was shocking to me. And it, it made me happy, honestly. Well, I've seen, I mean, there are signs that things are changing, right? I mean, obviously that. But, I mean, I remember in San Francisco last year with election when the, the, the local DA was ousted and, you know, the school boards have changed a little bit. So, I mean, it, I think people in San Francisco, for the most part, are genuinely tired of it. But what I say to that is, well, I mean, San Francisco hasn't had a Republican mayor since the 60s. So yeah, you can't it, blame anybody. You can't blame anybody about any of their social ills and all that stuff that goes on in those cities from you know any of the major cities. They're all the same. San Francisco, L.A., they're all the same. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the exact same issue. So you can't blame it on any specific. Uh, you can't blame it on the other guy because it's been you in charge for decades. Literally. Well, yeah. Look at Chicago. They just got rid of Beetlejuice and they bring in an actual communist for Christ's sake. Chicago's weird because it's like it's what I always say. Chicago's my favorite American major city because there's so many nice areas to it. Right. There's so Is much. There? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful in the summer. Like. I get there's a bad area, right? Like we we all see the stuff on the south side, and we see some dumb shit that goes on. Like I get that 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 does happen, but I think that does happen a lot in in just about every major city. Like they all got well, yeah, they got all got ghetto. bad areas, right? But I got a ghetto in this town of thirty thousand dollars or thirty thousand people. You don't go to if you if you don't know somebody there. Yeah, so I mean that stuff's real, but um, but the thing I I I think because there has to be a shift at some point in the other direction like that just that's that's human nature like there you, the pendulum only goes so far before it starts to swing the other way well and that's the big concern because each time it swings further and further i mean oh yeah we no we're definitely in a weird time we're in a, we're in a weird time now i mean it's yeah i mean i i see my all my friends are farmers and ranchers i i hang out majorly with people who who work the land for a living in one way or another and they are going so far right it's kind of fucking scary dude yeah. And, and of course, and you guys so are all outnumbered, in, though, man. They're so outnumbered. Oh yeah, yeah, hugely. But 
you, you've got guys. Well, they're outnumbered who are, politically. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I, dude, I grew up, dude. Out here is wild west. No, it's I believe like I, I, a hundred percent believe. That. I don't, I don't, I don't think the 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 typical voter in this country in the cities understands the type of people you're talking about one bit. No, and they don't. No and it, and these are the cop type of guys. I mean, they they were all pure red blooded Americans, happy to pay their taxes. And, and you've got guys now trading favors versus putting shit on their books because they don't want to pay. They're, they're sick of their money going to shit they dislike. That's, that's, and, yeah. And it's it's snowballing. It's not tiny. It's I mean, these are guys millions of dollars. We're we're not talking about, you know, some farmer who made five thousand dollars on a crop. I'm talking about dudes making millions. Doesn't that drive, isn't that gonna get noticed? Nope. Like with the if if there's a drastic like decrease in tax revenue. Man, they, I I don't know how they how they get about it. There's a lot of people who are paid a lot of money to go around shit like that, and I'm not going to dime out some people. But no, no, like, I, I would I would imagine. I mean, like you know, uh, trying to pay the uh, the smallest amount in taxes is no nothing new. That's pretty part of the American experience. But like, for instance, formerly you'd hire a guy to come spread manure on your farm. Yeah, and then you'd sell that guy because you get the manure from the dairy. So you would sell that guy the corn you grew. Okay. Well, now you're seeing a lot of, hey, come spread manure, I'll give you the corn. Mm. And shit, there ain't no books to cover it. Yeah. I, there's You can't prove anything. All that farmer has to do is say that corn went bad. What are you, you going to do, start measuring shit on a dairy? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing, you know, like, I mean, you know, especially as I've gotten older, like I've got a, 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 and just experiencing the stuff that, I, that I've been fortunate enough to do. Um and you get such a huge appreciation for what the average person in this country just takes for granted. Like the stuff you're talking about, like dairy farms, just farming in general. You know, I'm looking at a Whole Foods right now. And over here, I'm looking at another supermarket. Like, you know, yeah. I, I get, it, but people have no concept of what it takes to get that there. They just no, assume, they really don't. They just assume it's there because I can walk in and it's there anytime I want. Whatever I need, I can go walk in and get it. And it's nice and chilled. Or yeah, you got air conditioning when you walk in the door. I mean, it's people don't. And I, like I said, as I've gotten older, like I, I have a real respect for that stuff. And I wish in a way it was something I, I had the experience of doing, you know, like, cause I, cause I don't, I don't know how to do that shit. I'm not going to pretend I do. And it's, it's a dying breed for sure. And it pays like shit. To be honest, I yeah. mean, the guy who owns a farm makes decent money if it's a good year. But I mean, it's it's really a dying breed. You've got these these massive companies buying up everything in everything. I mean, literally everything is going to large. I mean, big Fortune 500 stock companies. I mean, it's same. I mean, I'm in an oil and gas area. I'm I'm the opposite of Demp. Like Demp is offshore. Yeah. Uh, I've been on the land side the entire my entire life. But all those companies used to, there was a bunch of, I mean, you can look up Mac Chase and, and a couple other guys. One of the richest people in the world, dude, was the largest. It was either Mac Chase or Marbob or one of those was the largest privately held oil company in the world until they sold off. And you don't see those anymore. They're just gone. Yeah. Everything's just I mean, major, co major corporations, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got some wildcatters who go in and get the whales that just aren't worth it for a big company. But for the most part, it's fucking Conoco, Chevron. Yeah. EOG. They've also been around forever. I mean, they did. Yeah, yeah. And nothing against them. They they yeah. pay great. They, they they treat their employees out here amazing. They dump a ton of money into my economy. But you just it's a, it's a different different atmosphere than it was 30 years ago. Used to probably half this crap out here was owned by at least a semi-small corporation where the CEOs or executives were at least within 100 miles of where I was working. And, it's, kind of, and the, it's interesting you bring that up because, I mean, this same thing, like there's a whole documentary on it, on Murder Mountain on Netflix about, you know, what <laughs> happened in California when they legalized marijuana and how those farmers who had just been growing marijuana for you know decades now, once it got legal, they can't afford the, the fees and the taxes to register legally. And all these no, companies I, are coming and buying it all up because they can afford to pay it. Dude, and, and that's funny. New Mexico just did that shit. And I've got a tenant who uh, who's a weed dealer. And I was talking to him about it and asking him how business was. He's like, it fucking sucks. He was like, they bought half half the price on the street because I can't. I got to mark it up so much because of taxes. Fucking nuts. That's crazy. I am one person who I like, I, I will like whatever it's legal great i just i i will never be someone who partakes in it because i just can't stand the way it fucking smells like i if they're going to genetically engineer something how about you make it smell good that's what see I i've always loved the smell of weed but i hate being high so i won't smoke it <laughs> Not, okay well i don't want to, i i just don't want to and that's what i noticed like my day one in northern california it's every time you go on the highway you just smell it just comes from everywhere and that's the other thing like you and I grew up in a time when this stuff was illegal, you know, like when it was yeah. it's like, like, oh my God, you smoke marijuana. You're, you're, you're going, you're evil. And now like you drive through Bay area and you just, or any highway, I 80 throughout Northern California, you got billboards with fucking apps to order the shit. And it's like, it's, it's fucking everywhere. I live in BFE. I mean, I, this place, 80% of my County voted for Trump and there are weed billboards all over the damn place. Uh, the second you hit the state line from Texas, there's dudes. Yeah. So my tenant, I was working on his property. I was I was building some shit for him, and there was people driving two hours from Texas over here to buy weed from the dude. That's crazy. So it's still not legal in Texas. No, no, no. Texas has some pretty harsh drug laws. You don't want to fuck around there. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, I mean, to, to, of all the ones that's kind of funny, it's just marijuana. It's like, you know, I just wish it smelled better. I don't care that you do it. I'm not going to do it. I just think it's fucking stupid. Yeah. And like you said, being high, it's just like, it's just, I just, it just doesn't interest me. But um, I'm paranoid and lazy enough as is. I don't need no damn help. <laughs> I'm curious, though, what you brought up um, these oil companies and how everything's gotten so you know it's mostly major corporations where are they going with all these fucking government mandates to do the ev shit oh god dude uh so they're complying up the ass man uh you got my cousin's a driller for conoco and he, his project at the current time is literally they've told him to do, go do a recapture system where he's basically going to take methane bump it back in the ground and they've told him he can lose as much money as he needs to because they need the uh the social points for it. Like they're, they're complying with the, the majors are all complying with this crap. You've got, uh, so we flare heavily out here because when you drill for oil, especially out here in the Permian where I'm at, you find oil and natural gas. Yeah. 
Well, for natural gas to run, what you need is you have to have a compressor because you have to compress it down to put it at PSI to where it's worth to move it. It's really expensive to do. It's extremely expensive and environmental regulations and economical reasonings, they just don't. So they'll flare it off. And natural gas, gas is extremely clean burning. I mean, it's shit. It's, it's by far probably the most clean form of energy we currently have at the time besides nuclear. And they've put in so many restrictions. My brother actually just started a company where he gets paid to fly drums around and, and look for leaks. I want to do that. That sounds fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He loves it. It's a great job. But you go around and, and they're looking for methane. And methane is a bad byproduct, but you can control it. and You can you can get it out in some ways. But they literally, like used to, you'd drive around out here and you'd see giant, basically, they're called matchsticks or flares. And it's a pipe put in the sky that looks like a, a lighter lit, basically, is what it looks like, like the long stick lighters. Yeah. And it's just, it's blowing off all the natural gas that's coming out. And it's, in comparison to what we really do to the environment, it's nothing. And I don't disagree that we should move to cleaner shit eventually, but we're just not there. I mean, hell, I can't own an electric vehicle here unless I have a third car. Yeah. I can't get to my, I can't take my dad to the doctor in an EV. That's true. Like you can't cover the distance. And then if, if you got to stop, if you have an emergency or whatever, it's just, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. but that's what, that's what I'm trying to get to those. Like, so, I mean, you're saying these companies are compliant, but what are, what's their future? If it's, it's not, well, it's, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you gotta, well, like everybody bitches about the price of fuel, but you gotta figure out what this costs. I mean, those guys, my cousin's project he was doing was at least a half a billion if not more by now, that was the last time I talked to him, which was like, well, last time I talked to him about it, which was like six, eight months ago. I mean, he was half a billion in on the project he was overseeing and, and he hadn't even broke ground yet. That was just buying leases and rights and property and surveys and all that other dumb shit. I mean, they're going to spend it. They don't have a choice. I mean, the government's forcing everybody into this. You've got the smaller companies, uh, who can who can kind of skirt some of that but once they become a major player they've got to comply but i still don't well, i still don't know what their future is like that's what i'm trying like if, if i mean i feel like you know at, for now they caveat it with all new vehicles from this date on but so i feel like you're always going to have some sort of you know Oh, well, if they design. go the way they want, simply what's going to happen is you're going to end up like Germany and Europe to where they're mandating what you can keep your home temperature at, how far yeah. you can drive. I mean, we don't you want to get into the nuts and bolts about it. We don't have the electrical infrastructure. Right. This shit. I yeah. mean, I look at California with the rolling blackouts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and they're shutting sure, down shit. You're just I mean, something has to give. I don't know what they're going to mandate you cut. <laughs> I'd imagine, you know. It's why I'll never have anything in my house connected to Wi-Fi because I don't want them shutting my oven off when I'm halfway through a roast. But you got a Traeger. I do. No, that shit ain't Wi-Fi neither. No, it's, I thought that was. I thought that's what it was. No, I got no school one, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, and you have to connect it to Wi-Fi anyway. You buy the shit with Wi-Fi on it, just don't connect it. But like, there's thermostats that are. Yeah, all the digital ones, Wi-Fi ones enabled. I think it was in Europe, but I, I, I may be wrong on where they did it. But what they did is, is they went in and actually, no, it wasn't the United States somewhere. I think it might have been California, but I may be wrong on the state. They came in and the electric company funded putting these uh, thermostats in houses. 
And then they would go in and change the temperature you had it set to during peak hours. So if you had one of these funded thermostats, you couldn't, I mean, if, shit, dude, I'm 42 years old. I'm damn near retired. I, I've earned my money. I, I want to be comfortable. If I want my house at 68 degrees, I want my house at 68 damn degrees. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't do all this shit and break my body my entire life. So I had to be uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah that's the shit I'm dealing with now. So like here, I didn't realize. I mean, I, I read around like it was a DC thing. I didn't know it was a Northern Virginia thing, but it is. So um, yeah, this yeah. building I'm in because it's, I guess, I don't know if it's the age of it or whatever, but six months out of the year, it's on a boiler or it's on heat and the other six, it's on AC, right? So I can't turn AC on until next month. No shit. Yeah. So right now it's actually pretty chill and cool, but like last week, a couple of days, like, man, it's, it's like mid eighties, almost 90 degrees. It gets pretty fucking hot. Like I'm going straight up running the fans and I'm stopping here, but yeah, no AC until the fucking 15th of May. So good yeah, y'all y- 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 got that stupid shit called humidity up there. That's also true. Yeah, I, I'm getting used to that thing again because I haven't had that for seven years in California. So, well, and, and that's what they're gonna do though. Is is that's how the, they have to get it and how they have to get the the use down because you can't. We just don't make enough electricity to do the vehicles. Well, plus and then the thing is like what you're talking about. Like they're especially out of COVID, you've seen this massive shift in our economy to people who work from home. So they're already stuck at home. So you're yeah. already using internet and Wi-Fi and, and more power and all this other shit. Like you, you're putting more of a strain on your your system than you were before. So yeah, it's. I mean, you just you can't avoid it. You've got to have electricity, and and I mean, we've all been accustomed to this new modern life. Yeah. And I don't see how it's going to be acceptable, honestly. Hopefully, people get pissed off enough to change it, but we'll see. I mean, we we see how many lemmings are out there who would literally (laughs) fall off the end of the earth. But, I mean, in oil and gas, that's one of the reasons you're paying so much. So, I'll go to a story on this that that might kind of, I don't know if it'll resonate or not. So I used to survey in the oil and gas field. And what that was is, is we get a, an oil field company, they call me and they'd say, okay, I want to put a pipeline from point A to point B. We've drilled a well. I've got to send natural gas or oil to my main line. That's going to run it to the either, you know, a load point or refinery. It was the largest producing natural gas well in Eddy County, New Mexico up to that point. And it should have been a 500-foot pipeline. And this was 15 years ago to tell you how downhill it's probably gone since that point. So I go out there, and because it's on public land, so most oil leases in the state of New Mexico are on public land. New Mexico is huge public land. Texas, you get into uh, private land, which is a whole lot easier to deal with. So because of that, we have to have an archaeologist. I have to bring in the BLM. They look for birds and all sorts of dumb shit and, and no bullshit. If there's a raptor nest that's two years old, nobody's lived there for two years, can't push it there because that raptor might come back. He ain't been there in two years, but some bitch might come back. <laughs> I literally argued with a geologist because he claimed that the Indians made the rock they found. Not like broke it up or, or made an arrowhead. They made they, the rock. Physically made the rock. Wow, that's impressive. I didn't know they could make rocks. I 
I had been to college at this point. I'd taken <laughs> geology, never covered in any of those classes. No, I never know how to make rocks. I never knew that. No, no, no. Trust me, I'd be making diamonds and making billions if I knew how to. <laughs> I had to move a pipeline one it, from 500 feet. It, the total length of the pipeline when I was done was one and a half miles. From 500 to one and a half? Yep. Because after that, they found chip flint. They found where an Indian had shit. So anything over, and I don't remember the years, this goes back to that whole jack all trades master none, but after so many years, any trash found in BFE Egypt out here is now considered an archaeological site. Coke bottles, moved it for Coke bottles. Some asshole 60, 80 years ago, whenever threw a Coke bottle out of his truck window, that was now an arc site. How that usually like litter when you pick it up. <laughs> Had he not been there, I'd have probably put it on eBay, but that's that's, a, that's say, a, like it sounds like you just need to take a trip in the middle of the night and remove all this stuff. No, I don't, I don't have no, you don't do not ever do that. The feds will show up at like, door. Yeah, yeah, if you're taking it again, definitely don't take advice from me. So. No, so I had a little surveyor I worked under. He dug a hole to take a shit in out in the field because I mean, I mean, yeah. some of these job sites are like 80 miles from a town or were at the time. It's a lot more populated out here now. But back then it was I mean, you were in places that probably maybe had never even had a human set foot. And if they had it been 100 plus years, he dug a hole to take a duke. Three days later, the feds show up at his door because unbeknownst to him, he, it was an ar archaeological site. So he had dug up a bunch of arrowheads and shit in them and didn't know he was just taking a dump. <laughs> and had the feds show up at his door freaking out over it, wanting to know what he stole. He's like, like, go dig a hole, you'll find some toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that you should, I should ask, like, hey, what, what what would you like me to do? Like, that's just stupid. Man. Well, of course, they're feds, so they didn't do any research. They didn't dig up the yeah, dig they first. They went to the door first. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll absolutely rail your ass for that. But yeah, back to your point, you just we're just gonna keep transcending until we either hit a point or fuck we're walking everywhere, I guess. I'm cool with that. I walk everywhere now. So it's fine. No. Well yeah, and that's great where you live, but <laughs> no, dude, I, know. I gotta walk two hundred miles to <laughs> And I would walk five hundred. <laughs> no. Um Yeah, no, I, I mean I think what what I what I do think honestly is it, you talk about the areas that you describe as I don't think I don't, I, I don't think a lot of that stuff could be enforced outside of the oh. cities. You know, you go, so you go so far, you know, some of the suburbs and stuff like that. But I mean, as someone who's driven, like I, I like to preface, you know, it's like, you know, it's people who are like, I was a veteran. Like, yeah. 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 You, you got to get but, that in there. Yeah. As someone who's driven across the country, the last three years in the winter from the West, this is a very, very, very big country. And, oh, it's massive. Yeah, there's uh I would venture to say that there's a lot of not a, there's not a lot of things that they could enforce on everyone, you know. Well, no, and they don't miss especially at, at 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 the risk of just, you know, you're 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 completely impacting someone's actual lifestyle. It's not it's it's one thing to be in a city, like I said. It's always that. It's always one thing to be in a city and say, "Hey, you can't do this, can't go there, whatever." Fine it's a lot harder for you to enforce that on someone who lives on a hundred acres in fucking Omaha or Nebraska, you know, like shit like that where yeah. people are so far away from their political centers 
and, and that's what I don't think even even a lot of Americans understand is is how desolate a lot of parts of this country really are. And it was all of uh, Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> New, uh, most of Mexico, a lot of yeah. Texas. I mean, any of the the central states, a lot of them are like that. And it's kind of funny. I was sitting with a buddy earlier who I grew up with. And his dad always had a saying, and I'm not going to go into what we did, but we'd ask him, hey, we're going to go do this. And instead of a yes or no, he's like, an illegal is just a sick bird, son. And (laughs) as long as nobody was getting hurt, nobody gave a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're not like the brace bin. Fuck I still don't even know what that means. What the fuck does that even mean? What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it covering? So I think I don't don't know. I don't pretend to know enough about guns to to, you know. I I know what I need to know. That's about it. You know. That's pretty much. There's going to be four million felons. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that was the last estimated number. I and and again, I this is just random shit I read on the internet. (laughs) But I mean, there's a ton of them. I mean, I was talking to a bunch of people, and well over half of them knew nothing about it. But it's basically just. It was a loophole, and let's be real honest, that's all it was. It was a damn loophole instead of SBR and a rifle. You got to make a rifle shorter, which is great because gun laws are fucking stupid. I don't support any of them. That was my next point we were going to get into, but keep going. Yeah, no, I don't want anybody going, oh, my God, that asshole said it was a loophole. No, asshole, I think you should own nukes. I agree. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, if you can afford them, fucking nuke everything. Fuck it, let's have some fun. I want one. (laughs) Who is it I just see that? Someone just said it. Yeah, I just can't remember the tweet. It was just on like that. I, I just saw it. Like the whole point of the Second Amendment was to have weapons of war. That's the entire point of it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, it was Joe. It was Joe Kett. Joe's like the entire point of the Second Amendment is so yeah. can have weapons of war. It's to keep the government. Yeah. God damn! I hope that some bitch with the beautiful flowing locks becomes president one day. I wish he and I want him to grow it back. I just want him to grow it back. Oh, dude, so <laughs> jealous. I mean, I, I look like a hobo with my hair long. So. Yeah, so, so my hair is just super thin. So I had long hair through in like what up through halfway through my sophomore year in high school. My hair was down here, but it's super thin. So it doesn't look right. I don't have like curly locks like you know the Jesus locks like Joe had. I don't have that. No, no, I, I, I'm I, I'm unfortunate with the same affliction you are. I got <laughs> shitty long hair. <laughs> All right, so I, you I are. Out, wait, go ahead. Okay, what was it? So I grew it out once on a bet for like. A hundred dollars. So I grew it up for two years, and my wife made me cut it for my wedding. Two years, damn. How long did that get? Yeah. About a little below shoulder blade level. It was it was rancid, dude. I looked ugly as shit. It was not a good look. She's still married, you huh? Yeah, she's pretty retarded. <laughs> Looking like Einstein. Did you hear she she's out here. She said you look like I'm, Einstein. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, it's it's my 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 hair does. I need to stick with a military style cut. It's way too long now. I didn't have time to go get a hair. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I even have hair at this point, I just cut it yesterday, but it was really because of fucking COVID. Couldn't go to the barber. So, like, I was, my hair was always short up until COVID. And now I have some hair. I guess. Then it's 30 freaking dollars for a haircut. I'm not paying that shit. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's out, it's like 45 out here, man. It's fucking ridiculous. Is it really? God. And then now, I, tip, I always tip like at least, uh, well, now I got to tip like fucking 15 bucks. So it's just, you know, it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, I used to get two haircuts a week. I loved it. Oh, get I can't do that. No. Absolutely. Oh, not. Way too much. No, I'm like once a month. 
I'm, I'm good. Well, it's like 110 degrees out here in the summer, so you keep it pretty short in the summer months. Yeah. But I, I just buzz it. Now, who gives a shit if I look like a homeless person? I'm married. I ain't got to impress nobody. Uh, wife in the back, do you agree with that? <laughs> he looks stinking hot with his head shaved. Okay, there you go. All right, so <laughs> you've got one endorsement. I guess you're 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 good to go. The only one that matters. The only one that matters. <laughs> <There we> go. <laughs> like it. All right. Um, no, so yeah, I did want to get that in there because I, I know it's part of the the profile. But so the, the Second Amendment, absolute like absolutionist, right? So what does that mean to you? Uh. Basically, I believe the Second Amendment was written so that if I wanted to go to war with the government, I could do so. If I could fund it, I could do it. Mm -hmm. And that means I can own anything the United States government can own. And it's very simple to me that if a tyrannical government takes power, the people should have the right and be capable of overthrowing it if necessary. And I'm not saying I'm an insurrectionist. I'm not saying overthrow the government, none of that shit. But the options should be available. And I mean, sure, you can argue the merits of Afghanistan, Iraq and, you know, Vietnam on whether we could storm out a war with the United States government. But I believe I ought if I have well, the funds to thing, do man. so, that's that's political. I ought to be able to walk in and overrun the fucking government tomorrow if I have the funds and the equipment available and that the founders intended for me to be capable of doing that if I so wanted to. Again, I'm not saying I'm going to. Shit, I only had the money to buy one tank. Never was a bunch. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but that was their intent. I mean, hell, they own freaking warships, for Christ's sake. That's true. I mean, how can you argue that that wasn't their intent when they were literally hiring privateers to go <laughs> help them fight their war? And they wrote it around that. That's the reason they did it. And they even they documented it in the Federalist Papers, other papers. And they tell you, we want you. I mean, I can't remember who it was. One of them said every like generation or so. I mean, a lot quicker than where we're at now. There should be bloodshed from the government. I mean, they they really believed. A few of them really believed that that we were going to go overthrow the government every sixty years or so. Yeah, I mean, when you think about the time when that was going on, like it it it, it does it makes a lot more sense back then, right? Now you got into an, an area of comfort, and I don't think people are willing no you know what I mean? like they're not willing no they're not i mean look at the pacification everything going on around you i mean it, it, it we were talking about ac and electricity earlier people aren't gonna i mean it's it, if it gets real it's gonna be it's not gonna be voluntary people are are gonna be forced into that situation because nobody's willingly gonna go back to that shit yeah that's true i think it's more i, mean, I think the biggest thing we have to deal with now is cultural I think that's our biggest struggle is how much, how much are you, are, is, is the, how much are we going to accept culturally? I think. Well, yeah, that's, you're that, saying that, that was... shift has happened very quickly over the last few years. I, I, oh, I, it's like, look, I, I think Trump brought upon all this shit. Like people sit there and they still throw out Trump. Like he's, you know, like I said this last night, like, you know, some people may owe Trump loyalty, but it, it isn't mean it's probably not you. Right. Like, but all this stuff, oh. you really think this all was exacerbated because of him. Because of his presidency. Yeah. I mean, he and did a lot of great things. I will preface that with Trump did a lot of great things as president. However, all the other shit that's kind of come because of it, you, you have to take, you have to own that shit too. Well, and see, I, I'm of the mindset the motherfucker didn't do anything. Everything he did was a piece of paper that Biden overturned. 
I mean, it was funny. The guy's the funniest son of a bitch who's ever been president of the United States. I mean, he's freaking hilarious. But what did he really do? He didn't do much. He banned bump stocks. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. He's definitely not a Second Amendment absolutionist. Uh, well, no, the Supreme he, Court he, justices. He, someone brought up. All right, I'll give him the Supreme Court justices. Yeah, Great. got it. Yeah, that he um, did, and, and um, that that I thank him for. But shit, he cost me millions, dude. He can go fuck yeah. off. Yeah, I, I, I have no loyalty to anybody. But right, my wife, no, no my one should. Yeah, I was gonna say you shouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you should. um, no, was he, this he, was he this COVID related? Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, I text you about the the dollar amount we can't talk about, but yeah. uh, so I had an oil field services company, and I posted this last night, two weeks before he shut down flights and all that shit. I I called my wife, and I told her, if, you know, I sunk my life savings in this company. I busted my ass. I bought trucks. I bought equipment. It was I didn't finance anything because I wanted to be financially responsible, and I, or actually, no, I, I lied. I I did finance. Uh, some of the equipment I paid it off. I just paid it off. And I called my wife and said, I've got 30 pieces of equipment out. Uh, we're going to be billing about quarter million a month. Uh, the first time the company was actually going to be really profitable to where we could take home anything. I was like, we're going to start taking paychecks about 20 grand a month, two weeks to the day from that phone call. He shut down flights, killed the price of oil. And it's nothing like I've ever seen before. I've been in the oil and gas industry off and on my entire life, and I'm in my 40s. And it's crashed, and people got run off and whatnot. But this was nothing like it. Like, there was jobs, billion-dollar job sites I was on to where they left pipe out. You never do that because it it rusts. I mean, yeah, and yeah. you've got to come in. You've got to tear it out. You can't restart. Normally, they'll cap it. They'll do other stuff, so at least it, it's somewhat salvageable. They're going to take a loss on it, but they can, they can come back and restart if they want to. It was like we walked out one day and like everybody go home by. And I've never, ever seen anything like that. Motherfuckers have been shot on these job sites. And never nothing like this. Fucking damn near bankrupted me. I went from telling my wife in two weeks, we're going to start taking a real paycheck. Everything we've done is fixing to pay off to honey. I got to start selling shit to make ends meet. And I'll never forgive him for that. Never. What could have been done differently, you think? Man, and, and I try not to hold a huge grudge on it because there was a lot of unknowns, and I'll give him that. Yeah. Right? And I got to think about that. But shutting down the economy, not firing yeah. Fauci, uh, you know, and I and I agreed with shutting down flights from China. Fuck. That's where it was coming from. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, I watched all that fucking the, – the camps they set up on Travis Air Force Base. Like, yeah, yeah. You should one with four hours from here. Yeah. I mean I, I I mean I get you know, when it first came out, you're seeing the videos from China where everybody's dropping dead in the streets, which of course we're staged and we find that out later. Yeah. So so yeah, you've got to get drastic. But at what point is hurting the American citizens? And in all honesty, anybody whose business was fucking hurt should be able to see the US government for the amount that they can prove they could have made. Because he shut down a shit ton of businesses. And the governors did, too. I mean, yeah. and it's not all on him. I had a shitty governor. I mean, but, of course, she's a Democrat, and I'll never vote for her. So, fuck, what's my recourse with her? Yeah. I mean, but, he, you know, there should be recourse to where, fuck, I don't know. So, because I'm trying to go, I'm go, I'm trying to go back in time in my head the best I can after the. Well, yeah, we are. <laughs> Um, 
what was it the term that they came up with essential business wasn't that what yeah. it was? yeah so fuel essentially for the american people that you were providing right from your you, that's essentially what you're doing right oil gas yeah, all yeah, yeah. eventually see it turns into fuel and energy right so that was never deemed essential no, it was. But what had happened was when they infected all the travel bans, shut down the economy, it killed the cost of fuel. Right. OK. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know yeah. if you remember when oil went negative, but it was shortly after that. And it's the first and it will be the only fucking time Cushing goes negative. Like they were paying people forty three dollars a barrel to take freaking oil. They were paying people to take oil. And so how that works is is oil trades on futures. Right. Uh, I don't know if your followers are familiar with it, but basically buying contract. So all these majors, the oil they're getting out of the ground, if they're not their own wells, they purchased it well in advance, 90, 60, 30 days, depending on the contract, all that fun stuff. And, and Javier Goy is far. Yeah, yeah. I, I had him on years ago. It's probably time to get him back on. <laughs> yeah, it is. That, that guy's so smart with this. But so because the demand of oil, it dropped so low. These contracts, so when you buy one of these contracts, and you can even get online and do it, don't. don't <laughs> no, <ever>. I'm not. <laughs> no. But you can. And it's retarded to do because unless you know what you're doing, you'll lose your ass. Or, yeah. I mean, you can make millions, but you could also lose millions you don't have. Uh, but basically, they bought this 60, 90, 30 days ago. And then the demand of oil dropped so freaking much that nobody would take it. You had to go to Cushing, Oklahoma, which if you look at the price of oil, uh, which I do frequently because I'm in oil and gas, um, th there's several different, but you go by the Cushing. Cushing is where the, the fuel produced here goes to. It goes okay. in barrels yeah. of oil. It's uh, mainly pipelines go in there. There's a yard where trucks, semis, trains, whatever comes in, mainly trains actually comes, picks it up. You have to have transportation to pick it up. Well, when when nobody's buying oil, there was such a surplus that it went negative and everybody's like trying to sell their contracts because they, they didn't want to pay for the transportation. Right. And then they went in and it just, it, it kept tanking and tanking and tanking and it, the psychological effect went into it and it kept tanking and, and it ended up negative. Like literally people, you couldn't give away oil for free. One of the highest priced commodities we own was people were being paid to take it. Was it was worthless. Yeah, it, it was less than worthless. You had to pay for people right. to take it. How long did that last? Just a day. Uh, so it was a day that a lot of contracts came out on. And so it just kind of snowballed in this perfect storm. I mean, it, like I said, I, I doubt you'll ever see this again. And, and of course, I'm, I'm not. Like I said, Javier Goy is much better at all this shit than I am. But I've done this a long time and I it kind of play in it as a hobby, not as not as a professional. Yeah. And it's never done anything like that. I mean, even in the massive crashes we've had before, then oil's never come close to negative. How long how long or it was just hours. It was it no, was no, no. I'm 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 trying to figure out the way to phrase it. How what's the like how long can you hold on to a barrel of oil before you have to do something with it? like how long is it good for infinite i mean you know i think it's just been under depending on what theory you believe is from dinosaur or geological 
whatever, but it's been beneath the earth's crust for millions of years. Okay. I mean, once you refine it and you add chemicals, that's when you you start seeing degradation in the product. So would it made sense to hold on to some of this stuff rather than trying to just get rid of it if you couldn't, if there was no demand? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the problem was is these people bought it 90 days before and they didn't have transportation to get it. Oh, so, I see what you're okay. So yeah, if they wanted to, they just don't have anywhere to, they'd have no way to get it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, or, or their tanks were full and they had nowhere to put it. In. Put up, yeah. And so it went to the point where they were paying people to come take it. So and here's the kicker what most people understand is so they probably paid about 60 bucks a barrel for this ship. And then they had to pay $40 a barrel for them to take it. So they had $100 a barrel. And so these, I think railroad tankers either run 50 or 80,000 barrels. I don't remember. It's a lot. Yeah. They take a lot. And these people are buying in that amount. It's not, you know, a swimming pool full. Dude, it's lakes of lakes and lakes of oil. Jesus. That's crazy. And so a barrel's 44 gallons. Yep which comes from the old welling stuff. And and that's what they were trying to get rid of. And it went upside down and hell, there's a good story. And even a good, I think there's, if I remember correctly, there's a documentary about it. If you're interested or anybody. Yeah, absolutely. uh, You can Google when oil went negative and there's a, there's a documentary, some British guys. Oh my God. They made millions. Because there's always, it's always a market of opportunity, right? And it is. And and so China came in and they fought with China on it. China was trying to run the opposite. And these guys kept shorting it and sending it lower and lower and lower. And they ended up costing China billions. They almost crashed China, which is awesome. Yeah, I wish they would have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just mad they didn't get better. (laughs) Next time, right? Absolutely. But yeah, anybody who's ever worked in oil and gas, remembers that day i mean like the day uh i remember my parents growing up all of them remembered the day jfk shot got shot yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you and i growing up you know you remember 9/11, the yeah. yeah 9-11 yeah, 9/11, yeah all that shit anybody who worked in the oil and gas that's just as big that's crazy i mean it's, I don't it's think a lot of people i don't I, yeah because i mean i don't think a lot of people know that no, and it's, I mean, it, it I mean, was especially when you go back to no, the COVID fucking news media, it was all controlled bullshit anyway. Well, yeah, and there was a lot going on at the time. I mean, yeah. and if you're not in oil and gas, there's, I mean, I'll be real honest, there's shit. I wouldn't have cared about it if I was Bob, who was, it was off trading bank stocks that weren't Bob <laughs> oil and gas, you know, or if I was a cashier or whatever else. But I just happened to be in oil and gas, and it was, I mean, dude. So I run two circles on Twitter. I do, you know, our side and then another one I I heavily follow is the oil and yeah. gas side. Yeah. And it yeah. was a shit show. I mean, shit, people's livelihoods were lost that day. Yeah. Millions and billions lost. Companies bankrupt. People, I mean, they're just nuts. Is she talking to us? Sorry, I said no traffic. You can yeah, there was nobody on the road. Oh, right here. So, oh like, yeah, no, that was the best part. I think I've already told this story. I think I might have told it on the, the Good Zoom. It was, it was just like when we were because we were going through that. Yeah, I used to roll through San Francisco by yourself. Could, nobody, nobody on the road is the greatest. Like an hour drive with traffic turned into twenty five minutes with nobody on the road. I could stop on the fucking the the Bay Bridge, just stop. And get no out kidding. and just stand there and feel the wind on the middle of a bridge. And that's a gorgeous like, view. It was like being on, like the only person alive is what it felt like. 
which was really fucking creepy once you got into the city. But in that moment, like, you know, looking out over the bay as it's the sun's going down, you see the Bay Bridge off in the, in the like. Oh, I bet that was I'll gorgeous. Yeah, I'll never forget that experience. But you're right. Like, there was no traffic literally on the roads. It was amazing. Well, and see, so, you know, the difference is between your living and my living yeah. is out here. That's an indicator of, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. That's yeah. not a good thing. I mean, yeah. here, you know, I know in a lot of places it is, but here it's, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And hotels were empty. Hotels that went. I mean, oh, I these are best westerns. Shelters, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. These these were best westerns that were going for five hundred dollars a night six months before. That's nuts. Oh, it's insane. Like when oil's booming, dude. You you're going to San Francisco prices out here. I got a single white mobile home I rent for twenty five hundred dollars a month. What? When oil's booming, yes, I paid eight grand for the damn thing. <laughs> I paid another eight grand to get it moved there. It pays for itself every year. Yeah. But when oil tanks, I'm lucky to get 600 bucks. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at $2,000 swing on a single wide, dude. (laughs) It's a fucking single (laughs) wide. And I feel terrible every time I take someone's check for it, but then I don't. No, you shouldn't. (laughs) They got it, right? So you shouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, then some asshole dicks me out of twenty grand, fucking up my property, and I don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I, I, I mean, I still feel like there's, a, there's a lot. I mean, we're still feeling the effects of that. Really, um, I don't know oh, how I don't... you are. I, I mean, you probably have a totally different experience. But when, when you talk about like, like people and myself, like the, you see the cities, a lot of like the service industry, that stuff's not coming back. Like people don't want to go back to work. No, they don't. You know? And the quality of service is one thing that's oh, taken it. It's awful. I can speak that personally. Is just Napa. Like it's, it hasn't come back. Like the, you went to Na- Napa is an experience. I don't know if you've ever been there. Right. I have not. Okay. It's, it's good. Yeah. Orange County girl. She's been, but I mean, she knows what I'm talking about. Like you expect literally the best of the best and you were getting that. And now those places that have come back, a lot of them have either drastically dropped off in sales because they don't have the support. They don't have the actual the 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 workers to support it the ones that they do have don't or weren't a part of the original you know workforce that actually maintained and knew those standards so you've had such a drop off in service that it's not special anymore it doesn't feel like you're going there for the experience you're kind of going for a name that's still in place but the people that are supposed to be carrying that on and delivering that service they don't have the ability to do so well, and, and no, and they're still charging thirty percent. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. Don't get me wrong; like it didn't get cheaper. You know, it's still fifty dollars a tasting. Like it didn't get cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and there are some places. Don't get me wrong; that's not everyone. I'm not saying that there are some that manage oh, to take care of their employees. Yeah, but a lot of these people, they they they're getting paid more to not go to work. Well, it, it's almost like sending people checks for not doing nothing might have been a mistake. Yeah. I mean, just saying. I but I mean, that's idea. what they I did. Whose idea that was? I can think of one one guy whose name was a T who started it, which is <laughs> exactly. also another bitch I got. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And then that's funny to see like all the fraud that came out of that. It's like, oh my, it just cracks me up, man. And... I, I mean, you go back <laughs> that that old Johnny Carson Swami says. Come on now. You really yeah. didn't think it was going to happen? Come uh, on. It's just, People in prison making fucking millions, dude. That's just fucking weird, man. It's just, but then there's uh, my question throughout all that is like, where is this even coming from? Is, just 
sending out fucking checks with some numbers on it. Like, it, but, it, but Eric, we can just print all the money we need. We don't ever have to to take money true. from people. We'll just print more. I remember thinking that as like a little kid in like fifth grade. It's like, why can't I just print money? And then you realize yeah, I tried older, that, like, <laughs> it's like it's just some of the it, it, that is wild to me. Like some some of the uh, you know what the other thing like we've seen this in our lifetime. Like we grew up in the era where we still actually had a balanced budget with no deficit. Yeah. No debt. Yeah. Like Clinton did it. Of all people, Clinton did it. And this I is what I love about, about what that I, man, but he did a lot of good stuff. He this really is did. what I love about our side of the political spectrum. It's like, we love the champion, like the, the small government and all this shit, dude, everything in my lifetime that has come from either a exploded debt, a growth in government, any of that stuff, an intrusion on your freedoms. It's all come from fucking Republicans. Every one of it. Yeah. The oh, national yeah, yeah. debt, the Homeland Security, the fucking Patriot Act, anything. Yeah, G-Dub, Jesus Christ. Oh my, yeah, like everything that we try to like say is a part of the plank of the fucking Republican platform, it's actually not. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like the exact opposite. It's all come from that. They they do all the shit the Democrats say they want to do. That's that's actually that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, they really do when you look at it. It's Jesus. It's fucking embarrassing to be honest. I think what's embarrassing is that we still are operating under the War Powers Act of fucking two thousand one. That's but that's me. That's I don't disagree. Discussion. We well, you give a government power, they never give it back. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> It never, but that's what I think. It might have been Limbaugh that always said, "Is like when is when have you ever heard of the government getting smaller?" Yeah, no, it doesn't. No. Once you once it's there, it's there. Like the Department of Homeland Security, the the TSA, all that shit. It's it's there forever. We, you and I as well. We've grown up in the era where I've told this story to my daughter who's seventeen. She doesn't get it. It's like when I came home from my freshman year of college in '99 for the first time. I think it was for Thanksgiving or I don't Thanksgiving or Christmas, whatever it was. My friends were literally at the gate as I walked off the airplane, fucking hammered with beers in their hands to give me as I'm coming off the plane. Yeah. You like, and now you need to be at the airport two and a half hours before your flight because we need to make sure your baggage gets on your fucking plane. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, the air. And they'll threaten to turn the plane around because you partied a little too hard. Yeah. Like, and that's never going, it's never going to be that Mm -hmm. way. It's not. And it doesn't have to. Like you go around the rest of this planet and see how other countries do, you know, airport security. Middle East is a perfect example. You don't have this shit. You have targeted security. That's it. Not mm-hmm. even, not not here where you're made to feel like the fucking TSA is some. Every time I go through these people, I just look at them with such disgust. I really do. Because I lean they, into it. They there's no qualification to sit there. They're not some no. like elite mental force. They're not an elite physical force. They're just literally people who filled out a fucking application and got hired. They're oh, nothing, most of them are they're like no better than a Walmart greeter. They're the Walmart greeter of fucking With government security. benefits. Exactly. Yes. And pay. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Just my tax dollars is paying one and oh, not the God. other. I finally got on a rant. It's about time. Good. Let it go. My yeah, God. no. It's, and, and you think about it, it's never going to go away. You can't. No, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not going. Are you going to be the president away. who fired half the fucking country? I would love to be. I would too, but fuck it. I wouldn't be reelected. That's fine. You don't need to be. You just got to do something. That's what I'm tired of. People trying to get reelected. Just go there and do what you said you were going to do, and said let the fucking ships lay where they are. 
Find Dude, out what. Fuck around three, and find out. Three qualifications before I'll vote for you. You can't be old. You can't be yes. fucking fat. Yes. And I will not vote for you more than twice. Period. I don't, I don't do. give yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't. <laughs> no, I, I, if I vote for you twice for Senate, I won't vote for you president. I don't give a shit. You've been in the government long enough. Bye. That's true. No, that's good. I like. It. Well, and that's. I don't understand. I mean, if you're a local dog catcher, yeah, I'll vote for you again. Yeah, sheriff's good. I just can't understand how we managed to put term limits on the president, but nobody else. All because well, they didn't it, like Roosevelt. You know, I get like I get it, but it's like, come on, we didn't extend this to the fucking senators and the congressmen. And that's the dumbest shit in the world because that's something both the left and the right agree on. Right. But you'll never see any politician push it because that's their fucking livelihood. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's like term limits is such an is such a slam dunk. Like you know, the, the federal holiday for voting is a fucking slam dunk. Make it a three day fucking make it a four day weekend so we can party it up and celebrate. I don't even agree on with Tuesday that. night. If you're too lazy to fucking vote, I don't want you fucking vote. No, I want everyone to vote, but I want us to all I have know. no excuses for you not being able to. That's I'm just here to eliminate the excuses. I, I agree with the limiting excuses, but I'm also one of the people who think landowners should only vote or veterans. I mean, they're, they're... <laughs> look, I'm with you. I'm, I mean, I, yeah, I'm so tired of the like, I, I'm oh, make sure everyone votes. Do we really need to make sure? Yeah. Do we really need to make sure everyone votes? Some people don't need to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Just like we don't Half need these fucking people don't need to be fucking public. It's. I mean, go to Walmart and tell me, really, all them fucking people at Walmart should be voting? Come on now. All you got to do is go to Walmart. So they can preserve their ability to be Walmart people. Well, yeah, that's why they're voting. That's the only reason they're voting. My camera's doing some dumb shit. I don't know how to shut that off. If you do, I will. No, I don't know. It seems like your camera is just trying. I think it picks up noise. Like, is your wife talking more? Maybe that's why. It's trying to follow her. I was telling him to shush. Oh, wait. I need him to not shush. (laughs) (laughs) I need him to talk. Yeah, but that's good. No. It's kind of the whole point of this, honey. Yeah. (laughs) There will be be bourbon and and discussion. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we just make a law where you have to go to Walmart before you vote. Man, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of. see if you really want to continue this. (laughs) I found like, okay, there is only two, and I don't know about the second one, because I haven't been to, the first one I definitely don't know, because I haven't been there since 2008. No, that was 2009, summer of 2009. There's a Walmart outside of Fort Lewis in Washington. I remember it was like probably 20 minutes from there. So we were out. I've been there. The nicest fucking Walmart you've ever seen? Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Not the nicest. That was in Tyler, Texas, but it's a close second. Okay. And it's, yeah. I just remember walking in there, like, because I came from Central Florida, man. Like, there's, you go to the wrong Walmart in Orlando at midnight. Yeah, you get stabbed. Oh, God. It's just like, it's just third world is what it looks like. Yeah. I remember walking in there expecting the worst. And I go in there, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is a Walmart? It's beautiful. Yeah, there's, there's it was like no Costco. It, it was like a it was like Costco. So it, yeah. It's nice. Yeah, there's actually people working the counters. It's weird. Yeah. And and not everyone was morbidly obese. No, no, normal people. There was normal yeah. people. Normal in people. Right. Not the people of Walmart. The actual these were the yeah, yeah. That was, website yeah. would be closed down if they were limited. Exactly. Uh and then the second one was up in Roseville, California when I first got there. 
And I don't know what it looks like now because they've had such an influx in population. Who knows? It could be different. But yeah, so I'm just all in favor of not really having Walmarts in general. I'm just over it. I'd be all right with nuking Walmart. Yeah, like, I mean, I get it. You know, they need to be in areas. You know, my parents live in an area part of Tennessee is like pretty much the closest thing to them from 20 minutes away. But, you know, we just need to do better. Yeah, <laughs> let's be real honest. If you're shopping at Walmart, you got some fucking issues. Yeah, or, or you're forced to. Yeah, but well, yeah. So, you know. I mean, you got Amazon, dude. Come on now. You know, but that's another thing that came. Do you remember when this? I don't know how it was there, but dude, I remember when that that the the shutdown happened and just like the run on toilet paper, and people were going to Amazon to 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 wait for three weeks for some shitty ass stuff to come in from China. It was crazy. So, so one of the companies I had, the one that got shut down, was a porta potty company. Nice. I leased out porta potties. Yeah. And uh, what are called trash shows. They have two porta potties on the front, and then a giant, like, caged in bin for the, the locations, or for locations, throw the trash in. So I had, I think it was 3,700 rolls of toilet paper, something like that. Damn. When you were oh, dude, rich. <laughs> oh, no, you couldn't sell it anywhere. They banned you selling it. I oh, was did going. they really? Yeah, yeah. You couldn't sell it on Amazon, you couldn't sell it on eBay. But I had all my neighbors calling me asking. I'm gonna say I'd have set a fucking table up outside the house. Fuck it, come by. But I, Curtis shit, is was, Curtis man, is old. I'm not gonna <laughs> charge my neighbors. That's true. Uh, and my friends, but I ain't, I probably gave away two thousand rolls of toilet paper because nobody could find any. I, know, I mean, it was not, gone. That was that was insane. That was insane. oh, it was. And, and like I said, I just had them for business reasons. I I, I really wasn't trying to stock up. Yeah, I, no, I no, I get that. Plus, you guys have the worst toilet paper anyway in a port of john Oh, this was Charmin, dude. I, what? How do you, you think I grew my business so fast? See, the worst – I'll tell you. The, here's a story about the worst toilet paper in the world. All right, I'm going to tell it to you. Did you. When you were in the Air Force, did you deploy it all? Yeah, I, I did Iraq and Afghanistan. Okay, so you went to Iraq. Uh, did you go to – what year were you in Iraq? Oh, four. Okay, so you know then. The, the toilet paper that those fucking Iraqi contractors used to put in the, the port of johns it was oh, like fucking four, terrible. It was four rolls that were about as thick as a as a a ream on a like a those remember those old fucking calculators. Yes. They would put four of those in in the morning, and it had no texture. Yeah, it had no texture. They put four of them in in the morning for like you know ten thousand people trafficking through this area through a day on base, and it's gone by like within an hour. And I just remember sitting there thinking like, this is not toilet paper. Yeah, and then there's two water bottles sitting back up. That's your backup, yeah. So that's more yeah. water to squirt on your ass. It was a good time. <laughs> yes. And I went through so many brown t-shirts over there. Just to... <laughs> so Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, cut a little bit off the sock maybe every now and again. Yeah, I just, uh, uh, man, the worst experience. Like, here's a good, here we go. Now we're getting into good stories time. This is a good story time. All right. I, so I remember I, this. I'm in my house trying to find it. I've got uh, the universal. I'll send you one. I know I've got them somewhere. I've got the universal key for shit tickets on Porta Plus. Oh, All the locks are the same. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. That's funny. <laughs> that's I'm too lazy to go find the rest of them. I've got like 60 of them because every one came with one. But yeah, I'll I'll send you one of the locks. So if you're ever in BFE and you gotta you gotta take some shit, take yourself. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. Um, be, it's handy. Sometimes. So when I was on, uh, yeah, in in 03 in Iraq, I was on Biop, the Baghdad airport. All right, 
And where when, we when went were there. What's that? When were you there? What month? Uh, April 03 until March of 04. I was likely one of the last faces you saw leaving country. You were at like Camp Cedar 2 down there in that area? No, I was at buyout, but I was the dude who loaded you on the air. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember we had those random transition points. And it was, yeah, that's some really shitty stories about the, the 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 convoy out. We got fucked. We got fucked up on the convoy out. But anyway, um, that's no fun. Let's talk about the, the toilet paper. <laughs> so, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Where I lived, uh, so we were at, like on buyout where we were at, we were like, man, I'm trying to think of where this was in relation. So like if you were in the center where the Burger King was the post office and the we were office. south of that okay so we were where the so probably a quarter mile walk to where the px and the burger king was is we lived okay yeah world, right but anyway you had to walk about a mile to get to the gym and so you'd walk through all that area and as you pass through that area you'd come to porta potties and a whole like gang of them it was great there's probably like um, but I remember I went to the gym and I'm wearing my, my, my army PTs. Right. And I was wearing the winter set because it was, it was fucking cold. So it must've been the winter time. Yeah. It gets a lot colder than you think it would. Oh, it does, the fucking desert. Like the two months are pretty, pretty cold. Right. So yeah, it's not long, but it's yeah. So for whatever reason, like, I think I, I think I had Burger King that night before I went to the gym and then I'm there at the gym and I'm, and I'm drinking all these stupid supplements and as I'm walking home, like I, I'm like, oh shit, I, I got fucked. Like this is bad. So I like ran to the Porta John, and you know when you run, you release tension on your 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 stomach muscles, right? Yeah, your, your clenching isn't isn't. Dude, like the be. happiest sight was coming around the corner and seeing the Porta Johns and knowing that I'm going to make it. And then knowing I'm going to make it, like this is fine. I get in there. Do whatever. You gotta do the doo doo shuffle back to the base. There, there's, there's no toilet paper. There's no toilet paper. There's no water. There's nothing. So I had to do, and again, like this is still, like I still got, uh, I got to walk, like, and this is bad. Yeah, it was like, this wasn't bad. just like a normal, like this is bad. Yeah, so, nothing's next to each other. Yeah, so I, uh, I took my my PT jacket off and I took my PT shirt off and. My PT shirt became what needed it, it to become, and it, and then I zipped my jacket up as far as I fucking could, <laughs> and I walked my my now happy ass back to the barracks, and you know, immediately went yeah. showered. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, go clean that shit. Oh, dude, they, and they were right. It's bad, man. I still won't shit in a porta shitter to this day after that. Hey. I, like I said I had them. I, I I owned them, and mine were. I made sure they were clean because, well, I had the same experience as you did with those nasty ones. <laughs> and it, now, just go shit in the bushes over here. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, and then like, man, you used to see like, or, or I think there was one time I actually walked by it happening where, because like, there's always soldiers doing soldier shit, you know. You oh know, yeah. Someone's in there and they just push it over and take off running. It's just, I'll do my favorite was I. So we were right. We had a really shitty chow home and you had to go to Anaconda. And I can't remember the other name of the base. If you wanted decent food. And a lot of times we didn't have tops. So we had a lot of MREs. And of course, yeah. you know, those back you up. <laughs> my buddy had shit like a week. 
Dude, he took a whole package of freaking X-Lax oh, on his God. day Why off. would you do that? Oh, man. He never read the instructions. He was like, well, I've, I've got a contractor-style ship bit up. I guess I better take this whole box. <laughs> the whole day I was running him water and toilet paper. God, that's just awful, dude. Like, I can only imagine what that must have felt like. It, And that the other thing about that is, like, you – I think you go back. Well, plus you gotta all remember what were we? Twenty two years old in that moment. Like you just do dumb shit anyway. But yeah, yeah, you're pretty retarded at twenty. There's no big picture account of it. It's just like you just live in the moment. You don't really worry about that because you hope you make it there anyway. But (laughs) yeah, this great idea. Oh no, it was not. The dumb shit, man. Just absolutely dumb shit. I miss that. I really do. And like that was (laughs) is um. So I just went back up to New York where I played baseball for a few years before I joined the army. And, you know, I'm sitting there as soon as I step up to the field and, I, and I'm, I'm watching or whatever, and I start feeling the wind. And I just remember like, man, the last time I was on that field was 22 years ago. Felt literally like I had just been there. And I immediately remembered why I didn't like it so much because it's so fucking windy. And that's the first thing that hit me is like, I'm up there, I'm standing, I'm like, it's so windy. I'm like, oh shit. This is what I remember. Like being so fucking. Is that the the pic you posted the other day? Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember like, and you probably feel the same. Like, dude, if they could, if we flew over to buy up right now, you could walk around and reimagine how everything was there. And it would probably feel like literally yesterday. Yeah. That's how vivid all that shit is to me still. Like it, it did. I literally felt like I was supposed to be out on the field. Like I felt, oh shit, am I supposed to even be here? Oh shit! Uh, yeah. Late for something, and I know for a fact if we walked the Biop Airport, I could look and pinpoint everything and think like, man, that's where those shitters were. They were right there. That's where this happened. That's where the fucking gym was. Like, this is the bombed out building we lived in. Like, all that stuff is still so vivid in my. Or memory. the palaces. The palaces like were really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's or, like or the planes man. with holes all throughout them. You know what really blew my mind though was like looking out at those dudes playing and thinking every single one of those dudes was not alive when I was here. That's yeah. I'm, I'm the same age as you, man. You said we're you're 42. Like I'm the same age. Like so, I yeah, love like that. Yeah. That's what's wild to me, man. It's just like I remember oh, thinking like that moment. We're farther from that moment and 9/11 than we were from the 70s from 9/11. If you think back, if you start backing it up from like, you know what I mean? Like that's what's that. nuts. That's what's oh, nuts. It makes you feel older than shit. It doesn't. Oh, I- it doesn't make me feel old at all. Like I don't feel that way. I don't feel old for. I I don't feel that way. Like I refuse to accept that feeling. I like I I'll never be one of those people that just oh I'm fucking no I'm not I'm just I'm alive I'm here I'm good I'm grateful. But it's just it's it's wild to try to process it because you see everything every day now. I think maybe that's why it's like we're not we don't go we don't get the weekly news we don't get a newspaper that up it's like everything you see every single day so you're constantly living in it so you don't really yeah the news past thirty minute segments like it used to be it's. Yeah, everybody has the news on all damn day long, and the news is is pivoted for from where you know even on the thirty minute segments when we grew up, you know they cover whatever was going on with the United States and a bombing in you know Scotland, and then they they pivot to whatever journalist had found some asshole who was siphoning money off of whatever, and it was just a different cycle of news. It wasn't all the doom and gloom you get nowadays. And I think that plays a huge part in where we're headed and how we're fucking getting there, honestly. 
I mean, it's just, I wish somebody did the news like they used to, to where I could find out what was going on across the world. And then somebody would go bust Burger King for charging people 10 cents more. Honestly, man, like I hate to say it, but the, 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 the European countries do news way better. Fucking France 24, like BBC. I mean, a lot of those, you watch that, you get actual fucking news. Really? And then some of them like, not the Daily Mail. It's another one from the UK. But the, those, the ones that actually cover the United States, they do a better job than we do because they're doing I'm what sure you're saying. Doing they're doing what you're saying. They're not doing the sensationalized bullshit. They're just living. yeah. So like, so when all of like this Ukraine shit kicked off last year, I was just like, all right, I I, I don't want to get this version of it. Let me see what's let me see what's actually going on. Right. So it was like France 24. It was BBC America. It was some of the. It was even fucking Al Jazeera to an extent. Like you see the way they cover the stuff and they're just literally presenting what's going on because there's yeah, no, just no commentary. Yeah. And so I love that shit. I'm like you. I don't want I just show me what the fuck's going on. Let me make up my own mind. And that's it. Cause that's how it's supposed to be. I, that's why people who freak out over this Fox news and Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon on CNN, it's like, Oh, you lost your favorite entertainer. Like these yeah, are well, fucking, that's all they it's are. not They're news, not man. It's there. It's there to. It's it's there to appeal to your already preconceived notions of what you want to fucking hear. And they're just good at it. You know why they're good at it? Because they're fucking entertainers. Exactly. If they give you an opinion, they're an entertainer. If they give you facts with no opinion, they're a journalist. Exactly. And it's that simple. And I want journalists. I I want to look at it and decide for myself how I feel. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I like being entertained too. I like listening to a yeah. Carlson rant. You know, I think it's fun. It's funny. But I know what it is. Yeah. What I'm looking. At. I know what I'm looking at. Yeah. I I want to decide for myself without yeah. politicized commentary. And that's rare at everything. Like it. it I I I'm with you. I think we I, we need to find a way back to that at some point. I don't know how, but yeah, I, I don't think there's enough money in it, honestly. Yeah, I mean that's what you kind of hope Twitter becomes again, right? Like you hope it somehow gets back to the point. And, and people were making. I was just, uh, I was, I was in, I stayed in Syracuse over the weekend. So Sunday morning when I got up, I because I, sometimes I like to see the guests, right? So I threw on Bill Maher. And they had these two guys on there, both from academia, but they made a good point. It's like, look, we stopped trying to reach a mass and get with like a mainstream publication or news agency. So we just took everything to Substack. If you want yeah. to read us, fine. If you don't, you don't have to. And I guess the argument was like, you know, Substack could end that tomorrow, which I guess that's true, or someone could buy them out and end that. But that is a good point because so many journalists have taken their stuff to Substack and it, it's just them. Well, yeah, and it's the same with Joe Rogan with Spotify. I mean, basically yeah. his contract was is I get to say what the fuck I want and you can't do shit about it. Yeah. And, of course, he did cave on some shit, which is fine. I mean, I get it. You've got to protect your your money. But to a certain extent, he, he's largely stayed to yeah. where he's, you know, most, most people on the left hate him, but the guy's been pretty centered. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like that, that's what, that's what, that's how you know you're doing it right. When you piss everyone off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. When nobody agrees with you, yeah. you're doing good. Yeah. That's true. I think, I think there's a lot to learn there. Honestly. Well, and there is, I mean, you're, you're probing. I mean, shit, what's the old saying? If you're, if you're catching flack, you're over target. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and he, he does. He pisses off the left and the right, but the left is much more organized on who they're pissed at. That's true. Uh, and that's the other thing. Like, man, at some point, you would think the right would get better at this stuff. And they just suck at it. 
Oh, they're terrible. It, it's, it's 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 sad, man. It's it's just it's, I'm just so tired of watching like just weak people be weak in moments where you want some sort of strength. And yeah, we talk about like the onesies and twosies of that. You know, like there's only so many Joe Kent's, and he didn't even get elected. We need him to. Hopefully, yeah, it happens yeah. this time. I mean, he should have. Don't get me wrong. That's another path I could go down. He should have been elected, right? But I know, yeah, and I, and I hope he gets it this time. And I'm going to do everything I can from my perspective financially to help that, but. Yeah, but we don't. Yeah. He's, he's still just one dude when he gets there, you know. It's, yeah, <laughs> I would love to see how they treat him. Congress, I can't remember. Say again. Did he do Senate or Congress? I no, I did Congress. A District Three, oh. Washington, Washington State. But, I mean, there's hundreds of those. I mean, one guy. Not going to say one guy can't make a difference because they absolutely can. But you've got to get the American citizens to a point where they elect, you know, seventy Joe Kins. Yeah. Right. That's what we need. We need a we need a, a Joe Kent coalition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and you've got to find people willing to run. I mean, it's yeah, that's the other thing. And there's so much money that it takes, man. Like it just just talking to Joe is just it, it's crazy how much money it, it, it requires to even be competitive, let alone have a real chance at winning. Well, and then you've got to be open to all the attacks. And I mean, God bless yeah. the man for doing it. He's got kids. Yeah, exactly. And I can't imagine putting myself in that position with my children. And I'm in an extremely red area, and I, I could probably weather it really well. That man is in a different area than oh, yeah. I am with yeah. a much different political base. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's a man who loves this country enough to fucking go through it, so God bless him. I agree 100%. <clears throat> and there's not, you're not going to find anybody running who's given more than he has, personally and no. professionally. Like it's, no, absolutely not. Those people should be slam dunks, and they're not. No, and there and there was a time where they would have been, but we've apparently far left that, and everybody wants to vote for the free for me shit. Yeah, jeez. All right, That's man. Just... Yeah, that that that'll be part two. The free for <laughs> get him back home, man. That was a good part. Joe, yeah, no, I, he's he's busy running for for real shit right now. But yeah, we I definitely, yeah, he's got better shit to do. Yeah, I need to definitely get him back. So we got some time before he runs again. Well, I mean, he is running, but before shit gets serious again. So yeah, no, that is a good idea. I want to get Terry back on. I need to talk to Terry again. Dude, Terry, that was yeah. one of my favorite podcasts you did. Terry's good. <laughs> he's funny. Yeah, it, it's crazy to me that that's been two years too. Like this, this Has it really? feels like fucking yesterday. Yeah. Man. Like I got the voicemail still on my phone from when he was like just talking shit about me. It was just hilarious. Like, all right, it's time for the podcast. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> all right, man. I appreciate you hanging out. I know it's uh, the school night out there, right? No, <laughs> I ain't worried about that. I'm two hours behind you. I know you are. That's good. That's that, that is the one thing I say, you know, the second best thing about California is the time zone. Oh, it's, we'll miss that. I will miss makes, 10 o'clock football. I already missed. I'm fucking watching Giants games taking off at 945. Dude, I was up till, I was up till midnight last night, man. I'm just dying. It's just, at least they won. Oh, all right. Did you get a, a real job after you retired? Well, I haven't retired, but I do have a real job. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you 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 got to actually wake up at real people hours. Yeah, I went I I yeah, I went back into the reserves. So, but yeah, I do got to get up at real people hours. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's just you know, just 9:45 games. Summer at 10:15. 
I have oh, been I lucky mean, because the Giants usually they they play a lot during the day and at, on the weekends they're on prime time, you know, or whatever, you know, decent hours. But like this, well, and that sunset is it really takes a toll on your body. Like your body is is programmed to shut down when that shit happens. Yeah, I don't know, and I. But that's how it was my – that's how – you know, at least now you can buy all this shit out of market, kind of like you're talking about with your, your football with the kids. But, man, I, this it reminds me of just growing up as a Giants fan because I was a Barry Bonds fan as a kid in Florida. It's like I never watched games. I watched SportsCenter. I watched – see if Bonds hit home runs. Like that's that was my childhood is because I couldn't really watch him when he signed with the Giants. Like you can't watch Giants games. My parents weren't letting me stay up past 9 o'clock. Shit. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, my kids are in bed at 8, dude. Yeah. I mean, so, but now I can, and I'll, I'll pay the consequences for it by being, being tired all day. It's great. So yeah. Giants about to start in half hour. So it'll be fun. Hell yeah, brother. All right, dude. I really appreciate you hanging out, man. So my pleasure. Enjoyed it, man. So where can they follow you? Do you have your, do you know your name at this point? Give me three seconds. I got to figure out what evolution I'm on at this current point in time. What'd you do to your phone? Did you shoot it? Jesus. Look at that thing. I, dude, I'm rough on shit. <laughs> I don't even want I just I break everything. Yeah. It's uh N O T W T F O M G B B Q on Twitter. I'm That's pretty him. fucking retarded. Yeah. Uh so when I do post this, it'll be yeah, it it'll be Curtis and then I'll put your your at on the, the Twitter handle. So yeah. Perfect, man. I right. I appreciate it, Eric. This has been a blast, dude. I, I do yeah. appreciate it, brother. No, like I said, I, I definitely want to do it again because I could I could talk to you all fucking night, but you know, you were twenty five oh, we, minutes late, so this is your fault, not mine. <laughs> I, I'll take that. That that is I'll own it, dude. That's my mistake. No, no worries. <laughs> it's fine. You need to bring your ass down south and I'll cook you some wagyu. Uh, that's right. We do have to have that conversation at some point. That's a good Dude, I, I got three freezers full of that shit at this point. Right, why don't you just give me a freezer? I'll drive it back. It'll be good. No, come on with it. I got you covered. You come <laughs> down. I'm... Actually, you know what? Let me let me get it. Let me have a conversation with you later because I got about to go back to my parents and my, my dad's got a fucking brand new freezer just hanging out in his, his garage. He hasn't unpacked. I'm like, Dad, what are you, what are you even doing? Well, oh, we'll, come on. Yeah, I'll get with you. I'm, I'm going and buying lambs this weekend because you can't find lamb at the grocery store here, and I want some damn years. Really? Oh. Yeah, no, no, you you ain't getting lamb out here. So Not we're even just at Costco? Go. Dude, Costco's two hours away. Well, I mean, you got to drive anyway. I just didn't know if you get it from – because you get a lot from Costco. I mean, lamb – You actually, get I get the lamb – I get my, my lamb – my ground lamb, like the lamb – I get that from there a lot too. No, Lubbock, Texas is the closest Costco, and they have rack of lamb but not ground lamb. Okay. Good deal. So we're just going to go buy them and murder them. <laughs> and they're going to taste amazing. They really are. I wish you all the best out there, man. Oh, uh, we're, we're going to eat baby murdered lamb one day. That's the I got you, it. man. That's come on with it. All right, man. I'll come up that way one day. All right, man. Appreciate you having me. Have a great night. Absolutely. Keela's better than bourbon. No, it's absolutely not.